Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Hey, listeners, welcome to episode 39 of the Leadership Matters Podcast. And let me just say congratulations. I I know it's May and it may feel like this past entire year has felt a little bit like uh, a nightmare, a daydream, or snap me out of this. When when am I going to wake up from this horrible thing called COVID? Um, but I, I throw yourself a little bit of grace today. I mean, you've you've made it this far, and you've been constantly changing and remaining flexible and fluid, and the landscape is just constantly changing before you. And uh, I just wanted to encourage any leaders out there today who might be a little bit discouraged, needing a little bit of encouragement today, to encourage you that. Um, you have led through some very significant times, so congratulations. I mean, that's a lot. Nobody, when they got into this whole leadership thing, would have ever planned or expected something so significant like a pandemic. And you have led right in the midst of all of it. And you've stayed the course. So well done. Now, let me get into this episode. I, I believe it's a timely one. I've entitled this particular one, Use It and Lose It. As long as I can remember, I've always been uh, a pretty disciplined person, actually. And I'll be the first to admit, sometimes disciplined to a fault. um, So much so that it's often resulted in the odd joke or people even mocking me for for my discipline. I mean, I'm the guy that lays out his clothes the night before as a part of my bedtime routine. I mean, I've done that for years. It's just something I've always done. I'm the kid growing up that would rush home and immediately pull out my assigned homework from that day and get it done as quick as I possibly could. To be honest, I'm not sure how much of this is in my DNA, in my gene pool, and how much of it is is kind of a learned behavior. I know growing up, all I wanted to do is is just get it done so I could go outside and play road hockey or or be on my bike or, or whatever, making forts like every kid wanted to do. And so my whole mantra, the mantra that I've lived uh, most of my my entire life, though the life that I can remember anyways, as early as I can remember, is from this mantra of work now, play later. Work now, play later. And as silly or nerdy as this may sound to you as you listen here today, I could tell you how thankful I am to have established this habit into my life and work. Uh, I mean, I can remember in college goofing off and making fun of my friends and classmates as they'd be forced to pull all-nighter after all-nighter before any deadline of any major assignment or cramming before final exams. Well, well, my assignment was always done well before the deadline. And I don't say that to boast. I just, again, lived from that mantra of work now, play later. I always had my assignments in on time or well even before the deadline. That's just how I've lived my life. And now as an adult with kids of my own, they've learned um, that, that I, they've learned this mantra. They've heard me repeat over and over again countless times as I've tried to help them. Hey, guys, just work now, play later. And trying to, my, my intention is to help them be disciplined in their own lives and establish good habits that will help them for their entire lives. That's my intent. Whether it comes across as that to them or not, I'm not sure sometimes. Um, but that is my intent to really help them because I just know how valuable and vital it's been for me and the person and the leader that I am today. 
And the more I read about the idea of habits and disciplines, the more I'm realizing just how important it is for leaders to establish great habits into their lives and leadership. Too often as leaders, we solely, we solely rely on our drive, our passion, or, or even just our good intentions. Some might call this our willpower. However, this is not enough on its own to achieve our maximum potential. Why? Because research and studies show that the more we use our willpower, the more we lose it. Use it and lose it. Uh, there's a well-known author, Cal Newport. He, he wrote the book Deep Work. And he states in that particular book, which is all about getting to the, the deepest work, that we are greatest when we actually can lean into and take a deep dive into some deep work. We're, we're actually way better off than just doing this constant surface work all the time. But he says in this book that willpower is actually like a muscle. And we all have access to a limited result limited reserve of it in each and every day, which actually becomes depleted the more we use it. Use it and lose it. To summarize, the more you use your willpower, like a muscle, it tires, it gets depleted, the more you lose it and the less you have by the end of that day. Now, if this is true, then incorporating great habits and disciplines into our daily routine becomes that much more important to us as leaders. Bottom line being this, great habits hold much more power than great intentions. If we actually have established some effective habits and disciplines in our life, those are actually much more weighty and effective in our lives as leaders than just having great intentions. The benefit being that these habits and disciplines become like these little mini automations throughout our day that we don't even have to think about anymore, resulting in us not expending needless amounts of willpower for meaningless tasks, enabling us to save it for the bigger decisions that have a far-reaching, further wide-reaching implications to them. Wow, this is huge. So let's break this down a little bit. Because you might be listening to this wherever you are today. You might be thinking, so what? Big deal. Well, this is massive if you're a leader out there listening and you want to be an effective leader for the long haul. We hear it all the time. The, the, the analogy of leadership, that it's a marathon, especially if you're in any ministry context as a ministry leader. The ministry is a marathon. It's not a sprint. We hear that over and over and over again. If you want to be effective for the long haul, be a marathon runner that makes it to the finish line, then I just think there's so much to this whole idea of establishing healthy habits and rhythms and, and disciplines in your life as these, as they become these mini automations. So here's what I mean. I don't think any leader gets up one day and says, you know what, I think I'm going to go out and destroy my life, my leadership, my, my influence, my reputation today. Nobody gets up and says that and consciously decides they're going to do that. I think what happens is, is, is this is a gradual, slow fade to this. And it's by, it happens by making repeated, unwise decision after another, eventually leading us to a place of temptation that has this massive implication to it, this massive consequence to it. The problem is that often by the time a leader ends up in this position where they get to this massive temptation, 
their willpower has already been exhausted and wasted on the less meaningful decisions of life that they no longer have the power to resist this major temptation that has such a far uh, wide reaching implication to it. This is why I intentionally pick out my clothes the night before the day actually starts. Think about it. We go back to that example that I started with. The reason I've done this for years is that I'm not about to waste my decision-making efforts, my willpower for that day on something that is so insignificant as choosing what to wear. I'm I'm just not going to do that. And so I have chosen for years now to lay out those clothes the night before because I can do that with, I don't need a whole lot of of, uh, mindset power, willpower to to pick out what I'm going to wear the next day. All I need to do is click on the weather app, see what the temperature is going to be, and then pick up, choose appropriately. That's all it takes. Now, I'm not going to waste that brain power, that willpower the next day. I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste that. I'm going to choose to do that the night before when my willpower is already exhausted, already limited. And so why not do it the night before? So what should you do? Where do you start with this whole thing? Well, I think it's as simple as building a life full of great habits. I really don't want to overcomplicate this today. The more daily decisions you can fully automate, what I mean is the ones that you don't even really have to think about, They've just become a habit, a daily routine, a ritual, something you're not even consciously thinking about anymore. The more willpower you'll have to access when you really need it. And saying all that, I do believe there are some practical steps to building great habits that stick. Uh, If you want more on this, you can go back to episode 37. It was an episode entitled Goal Setting That Works. And in there, I actually talk about the practice of actually setting some healthy habits. How do you how do you choose some habit goals? How do you make them stick? How do you stick with them for that entire year? Goals that actually work. So go back, listen to episode 37 if you want more on that. But I do have some, some steps even outside of those that, I, uh, that have to do with this conversation today. So let's dial it in here. Let's take a little deeper dive in, in talking about some steps in establishing habits that stick. First of all, you need to start with who you want to be. Step number one, start with who you want to be. What do I mean by that? This is so important that you start by attaching your habit to your identity, to who you are. Now, let me give you an example to help illustrate this a little bit. Instead of just, let's say you you had the desire to be, um, the desire to, to start a habit of daily exercise, Okay. Instead of just creating a habit of daily exercise, it's much more effective to attach this to your desired identity. So instead of just creating the habit of daily exercise, instead choosing to say, you know what, I'm a healthy leader, so I exercise at this time each day in this place for this long. That is way more effective in establishing this habit of daily exercise um, than just saying, hey, I'm going to choose to exercise daily um, for the rest of my life. Attach it to your desired identity. So choosing to say, hey, I want to be a healthy leader. I am a healthy leader. And so I exercise instead of just saying, I I would like to exercise um, to become more healthier. Okay, You you get the difference there. And that is a powerful difference that we needed to establish before we go any further. If you're not sure who you want to be, 
then um, I've talked about this in previous episodes as well. You go back to the beginning of this podcast, like in the, the first 10 episodes, there was an episode there where I talked about your top five lists um, and, uh, and choosing who you want to be. But I, I want to encourage you to start at the end of your life. That's right. I'm talking your funeral. As morbid, as crazy as that may sound to you in this moment, as you think about that, I want you to take some time, maybe even before the end of this week, uh, whenever you're listening to this podcast or into the next week, if you're at the end of your week already, um, I I want you to set aside even an hour of your time, put it in your calendar so you actually do it, okay? And and sit down and I want you to, to do some reflective thought on the type of person you want to be. Think about your funeral. Think about who will be there and, and the people closest to you and what they'll say as they get up to give eulogies and describe your life. What words will be laced in their talks about the words they use to describe who you were and how you lived your life? I want you to think about those words. And you can actually have a part to play in that. You know, that doesn't have to be something that's outside the scope or the realm of what we get to decide. You actually can decide what those words will be that they use by by choosing to live that way now. Okay? So if you sit down, you take that hour and you begin drafting up a list. Maybe it's 5 to 6 descriptive words that you write down. Hey, I want to be I want them to use words that would describe my character as a as a person of character, integrity. Maybe the kindness, maybe I don't know, whatever generous, whatever those words might be, I want you to I want you to jot them down. I want you to make your list. Okay? And uh, and and I want you to think about those words and I want you to write them down and post them somewhere where you can actually see them daily. Okay? Now, once you establish, there's let's take it a step further. The next step after you establish your list of who you want to be, the words that will be used to describe you and how you lived your life uh, that will be set at your funeral one day, that day that people gather to celebrate your life. Now, the next step, once you establish the list, is to prove it. Step two is to prove it. Step one, start with who you want to be. Step two, prove it now. What do I mean by that? I mean, once you've decided the type of leader you want to be, now it's time to choose through small daily actions that this is who you are. And hey, listen, none of us have arrived. I'm not saying you've arrived and you've, you know, you don't need to work at it anymore. It's a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. And it's progressing towards becoming that person. So I'm not saying that any of us ever become the definition of these words, but we can be heading towards them or away from them. We get to decide that by our daily small actions that that we have in our lives. Let me give you an example out of my life. Okay, I really desire to be a leader who produces some great work. Work that has actual depth and substance to it. Whether that's a talk, a message, maybe even a podcast episode like this one, I want it to have depth. I want it to have some meat to it, some substance to it. However, to do that, I know I'm going to need to have a reserve of depth to my own life. So I've established a couple daily habits to prove this. The first one is reading, learning, growing. I have a, a spot every day. It's part of my it's part of my wake up routine. It's part of my being a part of the 5 a.m. club. Uh, there's a there's a section in there where I have dedicated to reading, learning, growing, and just expanding my brain and and the depth of who I am and what you know just the things I'm leaning into and learning more about. And so that's a part of the habit of my life. There's a the moment because I've realized the moment I stop growing, 
is the moment I stunt my own ability to lead other people and to create content that actually has some depth and substance to it. So I've made this a part of my daily habits now. I'm proving that I'm a person of depth, of substance. I don't want to just be able to carry on conversations about the weather and and what the weather's like today. And oh, you know, here we go again. And uh, I don't want to be that person. I want to actually be able to have some meaningful, engaging, deep conversations and, and to create that type of content as well. The second habit that goes along with that is is one that you heard me talk about in the uh, uh, the uh, 5 a.m. club. Another one that's come out of that and being a part of that club is the 90-91 principle. 90-90-1, if you haven't heard me talk about this before. I know deep work doesn't just happen by accident. So I have created a daily habit of 90 minutes at the beginning of at least three days a week, sometimes more, but at least three days a week working on one of the things I feel called to be great at with no distractions, no notifications, no cell phone, but deep focus to get that deep content that I crave and desire. And so 90 minutes... Uh, I'm trying to do this for the next 90 days and focusing on that one thing. That's where the 90-91 principle comes from. It's 90 minutes for 90 days working on that one thing that you desire to be great at. And so I've had to put this habit in my calendar. I calendar this time. I set it aside. I know when it's happening at the beginning of the day when I'm at my freshest, when I'm at my best, that's when this is going to take place. You see... It's, it's more than just choosing who you want to be. Your habits actually have to now match that. You have to prove it over and over and over again by your small daily habits that you've, you've put as a part of your life. Now, after these two foundational steps, there's all kinds of other practical steps for establishing and forming new habits. There's actually quite a few great books written on this idea, and I won't go into them all. I've read a few of them, but I haven't definitely I haven't read all of them. So it's really tough for me to even summarize all this great advice out there because there's tons of it. I've read various bits of advice, various books on this, and I've, I've kind of summarized, um, to use for the purpose of this episode anyways, a bit of a formula that's helped me. But this is my formula, so I'll share it with you. And it's a summary of, of various authors and various ideas on this. But I encourage you to use something that works well for you. Whether it's this one or whether it's one that you develop yourself, find something that works for you in forming new habits and how to form those new habits. Again, go back to episode 37 and goal setting that works. That will really be foundational for you before you even get to this aspect of it. So let me talk to you a little bit about the four steps I use in forming a new habit. Uh, The first one is you got to have a trigger, a cue for this habit. So something that signals your brain to start this behavior. It could be a sound. It could be an alarm. It could be a time of day. Or maybe you're in a certain place where you want to do this all the time. So you go to the same place to begin this habit. But something that notifies you that you're going to start into this habit. So that's your trigger. you got to have a trigger. So for me, let's let's use this 9091 habit that I've put. I have a calendar notification that comes up. It's it's part of my fixed calendar that for these three days of the week, the same three days every week, um, week in, week, week out, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I get a calendar notification at a certain time of day that and all it says is 9091. I know I'm going into that 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 intense 
tight bubble of focused work where no distractions, put the phone aside, shut all the notifications off on my computer if I've got to be on my computer, shut the notifications off. Um, and, and I do that because I've got this trigger that's just alerted me that it's time to go into this. It's time to do this. Second step in forming a new habit is you need a, you need a motivator. And this is why you're doing this in the first place. It goes back to pairing this up with who you desire to be. It goes back to attaching it, associating it to your identity. That is so powerful. So again, for me, I want to be a leader of substance. I want that to be somebody that I am, the type of leader that I am, Um, not just a surface. I, I want to have some depth to me and to the content and to the conversations I'm able to have with people. So Although it'd be much easier to open my inbox or or to suggest that I can't do this 90-91 thing. I don't have time to do that. I'm so busy. Uh, I've got all these things I need to respond to. It'd be all it'd be all too easy to make up incredible excuses of why I cannot do that. But that's not gonna change. That's not gonna help me become this type of leader that I wanna be, my identity. And so I've I've that's my motivation. When I'm tempted to open up the inbox first and respond to emails, I go, nope, that's not going to get me. That's not going to help me become a leader of substance. And so that helps drive this, this, this new habit. The third step is do the action of the habit. So this is where you actually carry it out. Okay, pretty straightforward. This is where you carry out the actual habit that you're trying to incorporate and form in your life. So for me, it's 90 minutes of focused, intense work with no distractions okay Um, and then the fourth is reward I like having a reward that after I've done this I reward myself anytime you're establishing anything new something new a new habit a new routine a new ritual and especially when it's tough you need to have a reward system something you can look forward to after you complete it and uh, there's neuroscience behind that in establishing these new things. So it's just so important to reward yourself. So it might be a great cup of coffee you're saving until after you've put in your 90-91. Or, or, or maybe it's a conversation you're going to have. You're going to pick up the phone if you're an extrovert. and you're, Or walk around your office space or at home. Or you're going to goof off for 10 minutes. You're going to scroll through social media. That's your reward. Your, um, or a piece of chocolate or, or whatever. Maybe it's a, pur- uh, a purchase on Amazon or whatever the case may be for your habit you need to reward yourself at the end of it now there's another rule to this that is so vital i haven't put it as one of the steps but it's just something a final piece of advice that i want to i want to give to you in forming a new habit it's called the two minute rule okay and it's the final piece of advice before wrapping this episode up is is what james clear in atomic habits james clear wrote the book atomic habits powerful book on uh, forming new habits i it's a a huge recommendation if you haven't read this book it's really powerful but he refers to this as a two-minute rule it basically means this in the beginning stages of starting any new habit just begin with two minutes of the habit or something small and manageable for deep work, I, I, I got to tell you, I confess to you, I didn't start out doing 90 minutes for three days a week. I went until I felt exhausted. I had exhausted my efforts and I couldn't focus anymore. So in the beginning, to be honest with you, it lasted about 45 minutes in the beginning. The point is to make the beginning all about just showing up. But I continued with it. I didn't try and overdo it and go 90 minutes when I had nothing left to give. In the beginning, it was tough because I wasn't used to focusing for this long. And you'd be surprised how challenging it is when this is not a normal habit or routine of our lives. It is very challenging to focus for that 
amount of time. And so in the beginning, it lasted about 45 minutes for a while. And then gradually, I expanded to an hour. And then, and then even longer than that. And if, if, it's a, if it's an exercise, let's say it's a form of exercise, and you're just starting out to exercise, you've never exercised before as a part of your life. You may not even work out yet for the first week. Maybe you just get out of bed and make that a part of your rhythm, of your routine, of actually getting up to work out. Maybe you don't even work out. Maybe you just spend the time actually getting up, putting some workout clothes on, maybe doing a few stretches or whatever, but it's, it's two to five minutes. You're just showing up. And the whole idea here is to start small and build off of that. Now, why do any of this? You might, you might be listening to this podcast today. Why, why focus an entire podcast episode just on the whole idea of forming new habits and making these little mini automations throughout your day? Well, here's the deal. I go back to how I started. Because we all have a limited amount of willpower. And therefore, your willpower alone is not enough to sustain you as an effective leader. I need to say that again. Your willpower alone is not enough to sustain you as an effective leader. Your success and your effectiveness as a leader has way more to do with the daily habits and disciplines you've established in your life than it does just your desire or your will to be a great leader. Let me say it for you once again. Great leaders have great habits. That's actually way more what makes them great is their habits and their routines and the disciplines that they've instilled in their life, not just that they have this great willpower. Because Willpower is a muscle for all of us. None of us are are exempt from that. Willpower is the same for all of us. It tires like a muscle does. The more you use it, the more you lose it. So, in closing, figure out who you want to be and go out and put some daily habits in place to prove that's who you are and that's who you're becoming. Listen, I want to thank you so much again for taking the time out of your busy leader ship schedules to listen into this episode and hey can i just ask you a big huge favor if this has been helpful or meaningful would you do us a favor and just one of three things or or maybe all three even it's totally up to you but if you would just go ahead and share this on your socials any of your social media facebook instagram snapchat tiktok wherever you spend the bulk of your time on social media if you just share it like if this was meaningful just take a screenshot of it whatever and go ahead and share it on your social media so other people can benefit from this as well if it's been meaningful to you if it hasn't don't bother sharing it. That's totally fine. Why would you ever want to recommend something you're not getting anything out of yourself? Totally get that. Number two, go ahead and rate it. Wherever you listen into your podcast, whether that be Google or Spotify or Apple or beyond that, Overcast, we're on all 11 different platforms. But it, it, wherever you listen into your podcast, if you would go ahead and rate it, just leave a rating. That doesn't take long at all. That would really help spread the word. And or even better yet, leave a review. That would really help get the message out of this podcast and this great free resource for you. Again, remember, it's all in an effort to continue developing healthy leaders. That is the whole goal. That's the whole mission, the vision of this podcast is to help develop leaders. Why? Healthy leaders. Because your leadership really does matter. So until next month, next time, next episode... Remember that your leadership matters and peace on your melon. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.